What's up, guys? It's your boy, Feño. This is the Early Blimp Podcast coming at you on September 4th, Monday. I don't know. Just insert my every week rant about the days of the week and how to say dates in English. I don't know shit. And this will be a pretty uneventful uh, podcast because uh, I'll just be recapping Gun versus Spivak on fans. Uh, just that, really, not not a lot of, not a lot in the way of fight announcements or news. And we have the pay per view this weekend, and I'll be doing the full preview. So I guess I'll be talking about like the non technical side of the pay per view uh, after I'm done with the recap, and that will be the podcast, really. And I have a an announcement about some commissions that might interest that might interest some of you at the end so keep an eye for that this should be short so the ufc traveled all the way to france to have a ufc fight night sirigan versus sergey spivak uh pretty semi-important uh fight in the heavyweight division the co-main event had manon fioro against rose namajunas moving up to 125 and those were the like relevant fights that the event was not great uh let's get into the recap and we talk about that main event saw siri gun against survey spivak um siri gun not showing anything that he hasn't showed before to be honest uh i saw some people like very impressed with gun not sure i agree with that i mean he looked good but he looked good in ways that we we knew already that he could good look good. Uh, he defended like a single like takedown attempt, and he relied on his athleticism a lot to get out of that. But he showed like good like cage craft and the good stuff with uh, playing off the the threat of his strikes well. Good for Gan. I, I like Gan when he's when he's doing his thing. I think he's uh, pretty fun to watch. Do not hate the guy. Seems like a seems like a cool dude to be honest. It is heavyweight. I don't. I don't have like super hopes uh, for Gun anymore after the the Nganu and the John Jones fight, but I won't hate on the guy. Like he's fine. He has a, a cool striking game for heavyweight, even if it's on a bit on the gimmicky side. Um, I mean, he still beat Nganu on the feet, all the and anytime they exchange there. So get whatever you want out of that. Speak up for his part. Uh, a bit disappointing performance, to be honest. Um, I was never like super high on Spivak, but I thought uh, he was one of the better heavyweights right now, especially because he was uh, making good improvements, especially uh, getting going with the jab and circling with his jab and like covering and com- com- coming back with counters. And his wrestling was solid, but here he did not get any entries to to Gans um, to Gans favor. Uh, he was doing a good stuff of like circling, not getting trapped against Cage and Spivak. N- not really like he can shoot a takedown, but you do not shoot against a guy like your own size that is a lot more athletic. I mean, not in heavyweight, if, uh, unless you get like the super right timing. And Gun was not giving him the ta- the the timing or the distance to shoot. So Spivak tried for a clinches a few times and was not successful at all there. Uh, good for Gun. Apparently, Gun was his house was robbed. <laughs> Um, while he was fighting, uh, he lives in Paris, by the way. So yeah, that sucks. 
Uh, he was robbed by Dana White and he was robbed by some guys. <laughs> Sucks for Gunn, but good for him. Uh, people were saying all kind of crazy stuff like, oh, Thomas Pinal is going to murder him. He's scared of Aspinall because he didn't call him out. And he's like, I don't know, man. Uh, I do not think Siri Gunn is scared of anyone, to be honest. Why would he be? Uh, he's fucking huge. He's athletic. He has confidence. You can tell, like, this was like a, a bit of a scary matchup because, you know, like, uh, Spivak is a decent grappler from the position and he fought his fight just as well. I do not think Gunn is scared of anyone, even if he is going to lose. I, I'm not sure I would pick Gunn over Aspinall, but I don't think like Aspinall has shown us to be like, oh, this worlds apart better than Gunn, to be honest. I mean, more well rounded, probably, yeah, but I don't think it's like, oh, Aspinall is the actual good heavyweight, Gunn is trash. Uh, I think you guys will be surprised eventually when we find out about uh, Tomas Pinal's ceiling. Uh, also, like, some more, even more silly stuff, like, uh, Pavlovich would just, like, KO Gunn, like, based on what? Like, I can Gano didn't put a finger on Gunn. Not saying that Gunn is untouchable or anything like that, but Gunn has fought big hitters. Uh, he fought Derek Lewis, he fought Francis Ngannou. Uh, Gunn probably could just grab a clinch and fuck uh, Pavlovich there. I would pick Gunn over Pavlovich any day of the week, to be honest. Uh, he has shown us to be a lot better until now. Uh, maybe Pavlovich is better, I don't know. But if we go by what we've seen until now, I I'm picking Gunn, like, no problem. Come event saw Manon Fioroa against Rose Namajunas. Oh, Namajunas broke uh, the pinky of her right hand very early in the fight. He She was still throwing it, but most... Uh, fought most of the fight, um, mostly throwing her left hand. Uh, Namajunas got some... Uh, started making reads as the fight went on, uh, was finding some good counters and stuff. But the thing is that... And I think Namajunas put on decent size. Uh, Fjord is brutal in that sense that she's like the biggest uh, 125er right now. Uh, but Namajunas looks solid. I mean, a lot smaller than, than Manon, but... But Manon is very big. I thought Namajunas looked like a like a legit 125er here. Uh, but yeah, the, the power differential and the thing that mostly does this fight was about uh, Manon Fugo ma maintaining the the initiative of the fight with her circling because Rose was always like uh, having to move to adjust her position relative to her, and then the feints and the the quick strikes. Uh, Namayunas never got the reads for her counters. Namayunas wanted to have the initiative to draw counters. Did not really have that, and the and the hurt hand didn't help. So, so yeah, if you're in great position to challenge for the title, I would say give the title shot to to Erin Blanchfield. A lot more impressive wins, to be honest. Uh, if you're had a close fight with Namajunas and a close fight with Chukagian. and I think the close fight that Blanchfield had with Tyler Santos was a lot more impressive. Um, so yeah. Maybe you can do like Tyler Santos versus Manon Fuyo. Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, I'm not all that impressive. Fuyo is solid, bad, but not completely sold on her. Before that, we have Benoit Saint-Denis against Thiago Moises. Uh, I predicted that uh, Saint-Denis will probably be bad for Moises because he has like a similar skill set, but he's like more physically imposing, bigger, that kind of stuff. And yeah, Moises did not have like the range against uh, Saint-Denis. Saint-Denis was a bigger hitter, uh, stronger, bigger, and that kind of stuff. Uh, not really a fan of Benoit Saint-Denis. I, I know a lot of you guys are riding the train. 
Uh, I don't see it, man. I think he's sloppy. Uh, the, the takedowns are not particularly cool for me. I like the left kicks to the body. I always li like those, but I know I don't think like Sandini is solid, but I don't think he does anything that that gets me going as a fan, to be honest. Um, and a lot, a, a lot of things that bother me. He he gets very sloppy on the feet and gets tagged. He has been hurt on like so many fights already. So yeah, no, not a fan of Sandini. Uh, he's solid. Uh, not expecting him to do get very far. Uh, but he could maybe. Uh, he's very athletic. Uh, he's big. He's powerful. And uh, has a skill set. I mean, he he knows he knows what to do to win a fight, and I think that makes him a good fighter. But not a fan, to be honest. Uh, before that, Volkan Ustemir fought Bogdan Goskov, and Ustemir looks solid here. Looks solid. He was putting. Uh, he was getting work with the jab and the low kicks. He was finding his counters, especially the left hook, the tight right hook in close quarters. So good stuff. Uh, good to see Ustemir look good again. I was saying just before the fight, like remember when Ustemir looked super solid against Latifi and then never did that again. Uh, I think this was a very good performance for Usamir, uh, encouraging moving forwards. I thought he was kind of done, but if he if he looks like this, he can beat most of the division. Uh, I think this version of Volkan Usamir would beat the shit out of Ryan Spann or Anthony Smith, either of the two, to be honest. Like the, they don't have anything to offer to him. Uh, I, yes, my my hatred for Spann and Smith uh, moves on despite the fight being over. I still still baffled. By that decision. Uh, before that, we have William Gomez versus Yanis uh, Gemuri, uh, and this fight was completely ass. And to boot, like the, the uh, no pun intended, the end of the fight comes as Gomez lands a uh, a kick to the cup, and the and the ref decides that it was clean and waves off the fight. So TKO victory for Gomez via dick kick. It was bad. It was pretty bad. Before that, we have Morgan Charrier against Manolo Sikini. Charrier looks solid here. I like him. I'm going to keep an eye on him. Um, very cool at the end of the fight as he... Charrier uh, hurts Sikini with a, with a switch kick. Uh, bad, but connects to the liver heart. Switches to southpaw to, to pursue him and start, start spamming the, the left kick to the body. He realizes that, okay, I'm getting a bit too obvious. So he goes to Orthodox again, makes a little step by making Sikini think about the left kick. And he throws a, a, a front kick from the right side, uh, right in the middle. Brutal shit. Drops Sikini, Sikini's moving right up. And then from, from Orthodox, he throws the rear, the rear kick to the body as Sikini is like now standing southpaw while recovering his stance. It was brutal, like, love the body kicking. And he looks solid, like, the defense looks solid all night. I, I'm interested in this kid. Uh, that was cool. No, the record is not very good, but he looks solid. I'm, I think, I, I think I'm a fan of this guy. Uh, before that, Taylor Lapelus for Kaula and Lograng. Uh, Lograng looks solid here, like, very uh, solid pressure, uh, decent footwork uh, pressuring. Not using his strikes to set up the takedowns very well, but he looks super strong there. Uh, Lapilus on on the other side, he looked like a million bucks here. Uh, the the cagecraft was a bit concerning. Lograng was like uh, tracking him very easily against the cage, despite uh, not throwing a lot of like 
strikes to cut him off. But other than that, Labilus here looks very solid. I mean, none of us know what he was caught on the first place by the UFC back in the day. But what a way to come back. Uh, by the way, the the public here was amazing. The the audience for this for this event, they were cheering super hard for every every Frenchman, and they made the fighters a lot better, to be honest. So yeah, Lapilus, very glad he's back in the UFC. He's looking amazing, and Lovren didn't look bad, to be honest. Uh, he has a troublesome style for a lot of fighters, I think, and he's super young, so yeah, good good addition to to bantamweight as well. Before that, we have probably, I mean, fight of the night. Ange Lusa for uh, Reese Skeletor McKee. Uh, Lusa looking very good in this fight. Uh, very aggressive, uh, good cardio, putting his combinations together. Uh, McKee was finding success here and there, um, especially to the body here with a few punches here and there. But then on second round, Lusa drops him bad. Uh, he starts like pushing him with like fast uppercuts, like he was going at it at the speed bag. And then at the like the dying, the dying moments of the fight, McKee has a bit of a comeback, steals the third round. It was a very exciting fight. Uh, good for Lusa. Lusa here looked solid. And McKee, for as good as Lusa looked, I think McKee has a place in the welterweight division, to be honest. He, he looked alright. He's a bit slow. His athletic ceiling is pretty low, but, but I don't know. He moves... Uh, I mean, he has a good striking selection, he's dangerous, and he's so tough, he's well-conditioned, so I, I'm on board. Uh, props to both guys, uh, looking forward to next Lusa fight, same for McKee, good fight, good win for Ange Lusa. Uh, before that, we have Nora Cornell uh, making her debut against Jocelyn Edwards, Edwards with a lot of grappling, not a lot of damage. Uh, I agree with the decision, to be honest, I mean, it was... It was kind of weird, a bit of a hometown decision, but I'm okay with it. I think Cornell did more damage in at least two of the three rounds, so we gotta go by that. Uh, before that, Farid Basharat fought Clayson Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Uh, Rodriguez was looking solid, but then Basharat did Basharat things. Uh, take down uh, arm triangle, using the arm triangle to pass guard. Um, so, was trapped on the wrong side, I used to use the arm triangle to cross to the other side. Uh, good stuff for Basharat. Rodriguez look, uh, uh, size-wise look decent here. I thought he was going to look smaller legs, uh, next to Basharat, who is a pretty big bantamweight. So yeah, Rodriguez probably gonna give us more, more exciting fights at 135 right now. And for Basharat, I'm still super excited for the Bachelor brothers to start fighting a higher level of opposition to see how they fare because it's clear that they're going to keep winning against lower level guys. And um, the opening fight was Jacqueline Cavalcanti against Sarah Fern. Uh, Cavalcanti looks solid here, a good striker. Uh, Fern is very big, has pop, so I understand that she was a bit... And, and she was a bit overwhelmed by the moment, I think, but... Cavalcanti is a good addition. If she can make 135, that's good. And that's that was the event. It was not great, but but it had some highlights. If you did not watch the fights, I would recommend uh, watching uh, Lapilus, watching Ange Lusa versus Reese McKee, uh, Morgan Sherrier as well. Uh, the Ustamir was alright. And then the main event was fun. Uh, if you care about like Rose or Manon, watch that one. It was not a good fight. Um, I mean, it was alright, 
but it was not like an exciting fight that you can learn a lot from. But it was good. Uh, but good performance of Fiorot. I know she's cheating on Fiorot. I I'm not a fan of her, but I think she's solid. She's like for sure top five fighter in the division. And 125 getting kind of stacked at the top. I think it has a lot of good fighters right now. You know, we have Tyler Santos, Erin Blanchfield, Manon Fiorot. Um, we have Valentina. We have Alexa. Maybe we we have Rose now. So the division is getting very solid. I've been telling you for a while. Uh, 125 is getting. Oh, it's getting all right. It's not getting good, obviously, but it's getting solid, man. I would say 125 easily better than than light heavyweight. Easily better than light heavyweight. And that was the event, man. Uh, we do not have uh, fine announcements, so let's talk a little bit about the pay per view because this pay per view is pretty bad. Um, I do not have a problem with that Sanja fighting Strickland as a lot of people. I think if Sanja wants to keep active and there's no um, there's no better options, uh, I'm okay with it. They wanted to do the the Duplessis fight, but Duplessis is injured. Uh, they have an event in Australia. I'm fine with that Sanja taking a like an easy defense here. Uh, and Strickland like getting like a legacy title shot. I'm I'm okay with that. The problem is that the undercard is so fucking weak. And, and yeah, I mean, I'm okay with Asanya getting his easy fight here, but you need to stack the... If, if the main event is not that compelling, you need to stack the card with something else. And it's not happening. Uh, Co-main event is the only fight uh, between ranked fighters and it's heavyweight. I'm fine with this fight. Tai Tuivasa versus Alexander Volkov. I'm okay with that. Um, the other, the, the good fight of this card was supposed to be Manuel Cap versus Kai Cara France. Kai Cara France is out. Uh, he's getting replaced by Felipe dos Santos. This one is still probably solid, but lose, uh, it lost a lot of relevance. Also lost the Australian fighter in the matchup, so there's that as well. And we have Justin Taffa versus Austin Lane, a rematch of the IPOC fight. Do not care. Tyson Pedro versus Antor Turcali. I think Pedro is alright. Uh, he's coming off a loss, Turkali is coming off a loss, this is unranked like heavyweights and you're putting them on the main card of a pay-per-view just because one of the guys is Australian. I much rather see Jack Jenkins getting the, the spotlight here. Uh, it sucked too that they didn't put Jack Della Madalena because no one wanted to take the fight on short notice uh, without, a, without a pay bump because fighters were complaining that Australia... Um, the taxes in Australia are too high, so no one wanted to fight here without a payment. The UFC moved Jack Della to, to the UFC notch event. Very good fight against Kevin Holland, but they could have put that fight here, if we're honest. Uh, it sucks that it went like that. Now we have Tyson Pedro versus Anton Turkali, man. And like, remember, Turkali is on a two-fight losing streak on the UFC. He has never won on the UFC, and now he's fighting on the... He's fighting on a pay-per-view just to give Tyson Pedro a win, and I, th I, I'm not, I'm not cool with that. Carlos Ulbert is fighting Down Junk. Down uh, Junk has uh, has lost to like basically every decent fighter that he has fought. Uh, Carlos Ulbert is going to have a field day with him, and not very excited about this. Again, like uh, this is worse than the other one because at least uh, Tyson Pedro is coming off a loss. Uh, Ulver here is riding like a four-fight winning streak. Uh, Down Jung coming from two losses. 
I, I, I understand they want to get the Australian boys some wins, but I don't know, this, this is kind of sketchy, man. Jack Jenkins versus Shep and Mariscal, one of the, um, the better fights of the night. Not very relevant for Featherweight right now. Maybe one of these guys could make something happen uh, the, this year or the next. Uh, Jenkins especially, very promising. But yeah, this is a good fight. If you wanted to put an action fight with an Australian guy on the main card, it was this one. And they dropped the ball with that. We had Jamie Mularkey versus John McDessey. I'm fine with this. Um, not super important at 155, especially uh, Mularkey coming off a loss. The opposite loss against uh, Naimov on his last fight. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this one is solid. It should be fun to watch. Uh, some cool technical stuff should happen in this fight. We have Hackparas versus Landon Quinones for some reason. I guess you need to fill the card with something. I mean, not saying that. It's a good fight, but... Blood Diamond is fighting here. He's fighting a newcomer, Charlie Rat. Um, we'll, uh, we talk about all those. Uh, Shane Young is also fighting here. Shane Young riding a three-fight losing streak. Uh, hopefully he gets it done. I think Shane Young is a lot better than his record suggests. Uh, but Gabriel Miranda might be dangerous. Uh, he's very insistent on takedowns. We have not seen Young fade, uh, f face uh, an insistent grappling grappler in a while. I forgot how to speak. And the opening fight is like Kevin said, who fights out of City Kickboxing, not even Australian fighting against Kiefer Crosby. And this is like low level shit, man. Uh, I mean, not terrible. Should be a good fight, but I know that it's so lackluster, man. I've been, I've been two, two points that I want to talk about here. I've been doing the full preview for like two years now, and I barely have any notes on the fighters in this card. A lot of like newcomers, guys that are not very good or relevant or their weight classes. Uh, it's weird, man. Uh, some of the guys I do have noticed because they fought in Australia, so I had to research them before. And they are only fighting here because it's Australia again. I don't know. I mean, I hope, hopefully the, the people on the stadium are, are enjoying themselves watching the Australians win, but not make for a... This one is the one of the worst pay-per-views that, that I've make a scout work for and yeah that was one point and the other one um oh no man it's just it's not good man i forgot what else i was going to say uh but yeah that's the pay-per-view if you want to know more more detail about every fight uh the full previous go is probably coming tomorrow hopefully i work very hard to get it done by tomorrow so those of you that like the full preview Keep your eyes open and your ears ready for that. Talking about that, uh, about my content, uh, I, I want to make an announcement, guys. Uh, I'm not doing very well financially, as you guys know. Uh, so I'm asking for a bit of help, but I don't want to beg for money. So I want, you, I want to offer something to you guys. Uh, I've opened a coffee account. So yeah, if you want to keep supporting the fight side through Patreon, that's totally fine. You can contact me and we can arrange. I can make some content for you if you're a patron. Uh, I'm completely fine uh, making requests for you guys. But for this month and maybe the next, uh, I'll open up a coffee account, a personal coffee account, and I'll be making a short analysis videos for super cheap, only $25. I, I know $25 might sound like like a lot maybe it's a lot of money for a lot of people i know it's a lot of money for me but 
I'm doing the whole... You, you get to pick a fight, a three-round fight, just tell me, like, I want you to highlight this performance and then make a video analysis. And I make a video analysis around five minutes about any fight that you want. Uh, ideally, MMA or kickboxing, Muay Thai. Um, uh, a three-round uh, three fight, and I make an analysis. I'll edit the video. I make the analysis. I make the narration. It's a lot of work, so I feel like for what it is, I'm... I'm selling this for super cheap and I do I'm doing this because I need the money but I don't want to beg I want to give back to you guys for all the support that you give to me so yeah only $25 uh, post the the link to my coffee account on the description I make an announcement on Twitter as well if any of you is interested uh, you can support me through coffee or directly through PayPal make sure to contact me uh, through Twitter or Discord before making the Porsches so we can make a deal, all right? Uh, hope any of you are interested uh, because it's more content for everyone and you get to to choose what you want your content about. Uh, other than that, uh, let's remember, let's remember that uh, this podcast is brought to you by X Marshall. X Marshall is a combat sport brand dedicated to supporting the Jiu-Jitsu community. Their goal is to create a fun training environment with unique and exciting designs to promote gym culture we all love. X Marshall offers a range of products including rash guards, shorts, pads, keys, streetwear, and training equipment. Use code THEFIGHTSITE to get a 10% discount on your order now. That's the fight site, all caps, no spaces. And for the best deals and discounts, sign up to their mailing list and follow their social at XMarshallOfficial. So yeah, thank you, Xmarshall. Remember to support us on Patreon if you want to support our project long-term. If you want a video made just for you, contact me or go to coffee, uh, to my coffee profile and make your request. Only 25 bucks. I mean, not only 25 bucks. It's, it's actually super cheap to get like video edition, fight analysis and narration all in one for $25. Uh, it's actually very cheap if you see how our video editors are uh, are asking just for video editing, you know? So yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm offering a good deal to you guys. Hopefully you guys are interested. Um, and yeah, that's it. Thank you so much and I'll see you probably tomorrow for the full preview. Bye.